What's up, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHO Bulls Podcast, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined with my guys here in our West Loop Studios, Big Dave, Bow, Bow. BAWL Sports, Will the Goat, Will underscore Gottlieb, and our pal and producer, right. Joey Spathis. With us, as always, He's he is at Joey Spathis. Will, you at 10K? Uh, yeah, I made it. Willie like 10K! It I made it. Like Congratulations. It Although, it keeps, I'm at like 9999. Up to oh, yeah, trust me, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. The, yeah, the bots fluctuation of the bots Twitter. fluctuate well, right now. It's technically no, he's, he's official. You got to make a stance you're either pro bots or mm-hmm. you're anti bots. On the YouTube chat, I'm anti bots. On oh. Twitter, bots are welcome. <laughs> Joey allows the bots in. They were key to getting me over the edge. He would not if, be Joey 1K if Joey were a bouncer at a bar, he would let in all the bots. <laughs> <laughs> would you go to a bar that Joey was a bouncer at? Uh, Absolutely, I'd get rid of You know what? You know what the answer to that question is? It depends who invited me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'd feel safe. I don't know, but maybe I would because, you know, if I see a smaller person as a security guard, I'm like, oh, he must be out of his mind. I would be a horrendous bouncer. Real scrappy. You're real scrappy. You're like, you know, yeah, to be a bouncer that, that size. Cheetah style. Just, just on top. Like, right. imagine if it was like someone. Like the little fighter from Ace Ventura when nature calls. Yes. It was like Jim Carrey at first. Yes. is like, this is it. Yes. I got to fight this guy. Right. Hilarious. Right. Well, what if it was kicked. Big Dave causing problems in the bar and I had to go, like, I would, what choice do I have? Excuse, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. You got to leave. There's nothing I, I could do. I don't think there's any I would real just world have scenario to, where Big Dave would, I would be, be causing the, problems in a I bar. Would be, I said somebody Big Maybe Dave's size. Gone. Somebody Big Dave's size. <laughs> I would be the first bouncer whose move would be the, the ask nice. Sorry, man. Please leave. You'd be, you'd I, ask nicely. I have That's seen it. Big Dave de-escalate situations in bars. Yeah. In person, yeah. sometimes because I'm the one causing a scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everything is absolutely 100% factual and true with that statement right there. I got something I, I want to say. What do you want to say? I got something I want to say. I want to apologize to Will the Go Gottlieb because he is absolutely correct. Jen Zebo is Will the Go Gottlieb. Right here. I thought so. A hundred percent. The truth comes out. Will the go guy. You know how I know this? Why? Because Did you check the I receipts? tweeted it. <laughs> because I tweeted it. Look at that, Will. Receipts. Look at that right there. I saw the receipt. I went there right That's there. what I remember. I remember you saying Sitting that was a tweeted. good idea. I was just send this to Joe. What, so it was a tweet of yours praising Will yes, for coming says, up with the nickname? Correct. It exactly. says, goat nickname for KLJ coined by Won't Gottlieb, Jen Zebo. Rest in peace, Won't Gottlieb. Rest that makes it peace. way funnier that you... Mis- that you misquoted the quote. <laughs> <laughs> that you were the one and who was so back. that you gave credit to yeah. Will initially. Because when he said to me, "You were the one that actually praised me for it," yeah, and exactly. it came back right. in my head like, "Oh shit, I do remember doing that." When you and brought then- that up yesterday, I was like ninety-eight point five percent sure that it was Goat's nickname that he came I was up with too, first. But then when he said it, and I then was like, when I saw yes. Will, when I saw your facial reaction it's to like, Dave Ooh. debating that with you, I was <laughs> I then a hundred and twelve percent sure that it was you. <laughs> To get that kind of reaction out of Will. I got the reaction from the goat. He gave you the side eye of doom when you said that. Dave's right. He literally was like, Dave, you are the one who credited me for the tweet. You know what? I do remember that. We were in this office, and I followed him around and and showed him love for about five, ten minutes just for that. It just goes to show how much nonsense goes in and out of our minds over the (laughs) course of a year. 
This is and true. And we're back to square one, guys. Um, to Joey. Our, uh, yes. our friend Parr Jr. in the comments is, saying, is suggesting, Dave, that you delete that tweet of proof mm-hmm. and insist that you coined the phrase. Well, that's not Big my style, Dave is bro. too honest for that. Yeah, that's not my style, it's, man. He, it's not my style. To hell with honest Abe. It's honest Dave. <laughs> All day, every day. Not my style, bro. Right <laughs> or wrong, I'm going to be real about it. That's how it goes. <laughs> but yes, Will, rest in peace, won't got leave. Will the go got leave. <laughs> rest <laughs> Dude, the account's still there. Still yeah, holding on I'm to it. I'm not letting it go. You still can't switch back. Tight, I'm gonna have, Elon's going to have to pry it out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> Damn. He didn't mean that, Elon. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Some fun stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about Patrick Beverly mm-hmm. and uh, some interesting things he said on his own podcast, uh, his most recent episode after the bowl season came to an end. Uh, and then we're going to talk about these uh, player NBA player polls that uh, The Athletic recently dropped because they're fun to talk about. And it's really cool to see how the league views itself, how the players within the league view themselves mm-hmm. in some opinions that, that maybe NBA fans and viewers wouldn't expect. Um, and naturally, there is a goat conversation in there as well. Not our goat, the NBA goat. Um, <laughs> P. Will supporter in the comments saying the Bulls need to keep Pat Bev, otherwise they won't have a head coach. <laughs> oh, okay. Damn. Are you under the influence or impression that Patrick Beverly became the Bulls' de facto head coach? Are you under the influence? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So. In case you missed it, uh, the most recent episode of the Pat Bev podcast, Mm -hmm. he was talking about his upcoming offseason and his future. He did give a shout out and thanks to the Bulls. And you could tell just from his tweets after several of their games this season, he was like, man, I can't believe I'm a Bull. Like, I can't believe I'm a Bull. It really meant that much to him. Even as a last last quarter of the season buyout addition to the Bulls. Mm It's, you know, it's no BS with Pat and how much that meant to him, which is cool. Um, but he said there are a lot of people out there who might want that Pat Bev juice for their team. True. I'm excited for that. I really am. So out of the gate, I, I don't know if we're expecting any sort of like, well, Pat Bev loved being a bull for this brief part of this one season so much that he's willing to come back for pennies, essentially, because of the cap situation the, the Bulls find themselves in. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah. Or do you think that that's something that Pat Bev might actually secretly be considering? Because we're going to get to another quote from Pat Bev in a second <laughs> that suggests he is not. It's it's weird. Like I'm, I'm kind of in the middle on it, man. Like here's how I feel about Pat Bev. Like if I like that he's necessary for the team, but I feel like if he's that necessary, then we got a lot of problems. You know, you understand? Same exact point you can make about Lonzo. Really good player. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, with Lonzo, it feels different. Maybe because Lonzo's younger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and He's more of a building block, but Correct. to a certain extent. Correct. That's what it is. Yes, he's a building block. And Pat Bev is like a mercenary for hire. And, you know, he rode into your town. You don't tell mercenaries to stay, <laughs> you know, in your town. You tell them, thank you for killing everyone, and now you may leave. And that's kind of how he is, he is. And I think giving him that contract... I think he could easily wear out his welcome because of just how he is like that. Now, if they can get him for a nice price, you know what I'm saying, and, and it sounds feasible, then great. Bring him back. We'd love to have him. I love Pat Bev. Like, it would be awesome to have. But for the money he's asking and stuff like that, man, I just don't know. And if I'm like, man, I got to have him, then I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? You know, like something else is wrong if I've got to have that because I saw it in that fourth quarter with the Heat game, like, 
I needed a real true point guard at that point in time, man, and it, and it wasn't Pat. So, yeah, I, I don't – I'm kind of in the middle on that, Will. I think the Bulls are in a spot where they're kind of hoping they can get all their guys back on team-friendly deals. And I'm not sure how viable a strategy that is because even if you do all that, you're still not going to be in a position where you have much to spend on retaining – your guys, but then also going out and getting more help, which is, I think, what they they all know they need to do. Mm-hmm. So if unless you're getting team-friendly deals, and we can talk about what that would look like for Vooch, for Kobe, for Io, for Pat, then this whole argument that Arturis made during the end-of-season exit interview of we finish the season 14-9, and 15-10 and 10 if you include the play-in, we're on the right track now. Unless you can bring all those guys back, then that argument doesn't hold any water because you're going to lose Pat Bev. And that was a huge catalyst for why you're performing well to end the year. So they are in obviously a really tough spot cap wise, but they're going to have to make some decisions about who they want to keep. And is Pat Bev the guy over IO Um, is Kobe, the guy over both Pat Bev and IO. How do, how do those things factor into what Vooch wants? This is going to be a really tough off season, but for me, even if they bring back, all their guys and they're able to stay under the cap obviously they're not going to be able to do much in the way of adding help but if that doesn't include bringing back Patrick Beverly and Mm -hmm. you're basically bringing back the team that you had for the first 60 games of the year before Mm -hmm. Pat Bev showed up Mm -hmm. then we've got real problems so Pat Bev after saying loved being a bull will be interesting to see what happens when I talk to the bulls but I also think a lot of teams out there would like my services. Mm -hmm. He said the following, Joe, if you don't mind. My game hasn't dropped, so I don't think my number I made this year should drop. Mm -hmm. I'm at 13 million, but the money does go up. So I'm at 13 million this year, could become 15 million next year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Does he think that there are NBA teams that are going to throw 15 million at him this summer? It, it only takes one, honestly. It only takes one GM to do it. And, I mean, in hindsight, when you're looking at it, you're like, of course not. <laughs> Why would I? But there's always one GM. But what hurts that argument, what I'm saying, is the fact nobody picked him up. You know what I mean? And after the Lakers let him go. And that's why he was available to the Bulls because nobody was like, oh, man, we got to get that juice. Right. <laughs> we got to get uh, that Pat Bev. The Bulls, they, I believe, wanted. gave him a rest-of-season contract that was 800K yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. Correct, correct. Signing him to $15 million annually. Yeah. Different thing. A little different, man. A little different. Like I keep saying, he's a mercenary for hire, so it's a little different. He's right. The money's going up, so I get why he would feel the money would go up for him as well. He, if he... He is kind of the same player he was, you know. But see, that's the other thing I was going to ask. Do you guys agree with his statement that his game hasn't fallen off? He looks the same to me. Like, I don't see the difference. I mean, I think when you're talking about how old is Pat Bev? Like 34 going on 35. When you're talking about a guy in his mid-30s, like, it's not whether he's already lost some of his game. Mm -hmm. It's you have to, like bake that into the price because you're giving him a contract for what he will do, not for what he has done. Yeah. And so when you talk about 13, 15 million, I think that's probably on the high end. But to your point, like it only takes one team. To me, this situation screams PJ Tucker last year mm. of getting the full mid-level exception from a team okay. and hoping that, you know, he, he's willing to sign on for two or three years at what will be effectively $11.5 million. Yeah. Yeah. That's 
obviously more than the Bulls can spend. It's also probably more than I would be willing to spend mm-hmm. on him, depending on my cap circumstance. But I think that's best case for Patrick, what he's going to be looking at. And that's not a knock on the way he's played. It's more just like sort of baking in his future into the contract that he's about to get. Yeah. So obviously if that's what he's looking for, you're losing Vooch for sure. Like that, you just can't do that. Or yeah. Kobe. Or both. Kobe, and, yeah. and look, I, did he ignite a certain fire in this team that was just sleepwalking their way to the end of the season before yeah. he showed up? Yes. Without, without. Un- undeniably, yes. yes. And I saw somebody in the comments you know, refer to the Bulls as a bunch of choir boys and that they needed uh, <laughs> a, a goon kind of guy like Pat to, you know, Boom. and you were calling for it all season, Dave, Begging. that they didn't have enough goonage. Pat brings that. As far as his actual basketball game, I, I don't know that he can state unequivocally that his game hasn't fallen off a bit. Yeah. You know where his game has fallen off a bit? Is his three-point shot. The last few seasons, his percentage has dropped. He was stating repeatedly with the Lakers, then when the Lakers let him go, and then when he showed up here in Chicago, hey, I'm a career 37, you know, 37% three-point shooter, which is still true, Mm -hmm. but he's only been a 40% three-point shooter two seasons in his career. They were both long ago, once with the Rockets, once when he just arrived with the Clippers. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's never been a high-volume three-point shooter. And his last season with uh, Minnesota, he shot just over 34%. This season, split between the Lakers and the Bulls, he shot 33%. This season, with the Bulls specifically, he shot 31%. Mm I don't like that trend, and it's not high volume. And what are we pulling our hair out every freaking day saying the Bulls need to do this offseason is add shooting. shooting. Why does giving Pat Bev a, you know, an F ton of money have any logic behind it when that is the biggest problem on this team? No, you're absolutely right. And just to take a pause and drop a goat bomb on you, but shirtless wonder is outside and doing what he Ooh, does. No shirt. Fully shirtless. Heater. <laughs> chilling. Look at him in Taking all his glory. Sun. Appears to be wearing a pair of athletic shorts. Yes, and <laughs> doing nothing athletic, and that's why I love it so much. Wait, hold on. Is that a leg sleeve, or is that just a weird shadow? That is a great question, dude. I, it might be. Does he have a leg does, sleeve Doesn't it look like he has it a leg sleeve It does look like he has a leg sleeve Maybe he's about to go who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's shirts. It's shirts and skins. You don't even have to ask him. Shirt's coming off. I'll be skins, but I also will insist on wearing two leg sleeves. Not a leg sleeve. Not a leg sleeve. Not a leg sleeve. Shadow from the chair. Shadow from the chair. He's gone. And sure slides the sliding door. He shall return. You know he'll return, man. Um, yeah, it's so it's so weird with Pat Bev, man. Like your, your point is valid as far as the three point shooting uh, is concerned, but I don't think any team is signing him for for that reason. And that's why I'm like, that's why I don't feel like it's a huge drop off because no team is like, oh man, now our three point shooting will be okay and be serviceable because we have Pat Bev. No, you know what you're signing mm-hmm. him for, and it ain't for that. So as long as he can still do that, I think he's still viable. You know now. When that starts deep falling off and, you know, getting harder to play him and the injuries start to show up more, then that conversation is valid. But he he can say this. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a lie him saying these things. No, and he's also going to make an argument for himself to get paid as much as he can. And there's, I mean, all the power yes. to him. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to take that away from him. I think he is a really valuable guy. And I it's also, like, you, it's not just, like, the standstill three-point shooting. You have to factor in not only the defense, but the turnovers that he's able to generate and how that affects the transition offense Mm -hmm. and the way that the Bulls kind of slotted him into the rotation and allowed Io to come off the bench into a role that made more sense for him. And so, again, if you are trying to make this argument to run it back 
based on a strong finish to the season, you have to actually run it back. And mm-hmm. that means retaining Patrick Beverly. And I just don't see a $13, $15 million request with a veteran's minimum request <laughs> finding a middle ground. Like, it's just going to be a pretty difficult thing to do. What he said. Yeah. Um, and I, look, I, it's just not necessarily surprising to hear Pat Bev say this on his own platform. Like, hey, this is what I'm after right. this summer. Because... I mean, it's, it's very on brand. Yeah. It's very in character mm-hmm. for Pat Bev to say something that grandiloquent, like, this is the kind of money that I'm worth. Stop. Hey, hey, yo. Whoa. That what? Whoa. Grandilo- <laughs> grandiloquent? Whoa. You, you know that one, Joe? Grandiloquent. Hey, neither did they. They didn't <laughs> know it either. <laughs> grandiloquent. I was doing some graphic stuff. He said grandiloquent. <laughs> and I, I at first thought you guys just kept brushing it over, so I'm happy mm, that we you. Look, no, like, we look now. <laughs> could you find out from context what it means? Use the sentence again. Uh, we know that it's on character for Pat Bev to say something that grandiloquent. That um, bold. Yeah. Close. More or less. Grandiose. Yeah. Grandiose, mm-hmm. especially in manner and speech. Mm-hmm. Pompous um, or extravagant. <laughs> in language, style, or manner, especially in a way that is intended to impress. Mm. Pat Bev. Pat Bev. Grandiloquent. There's <laughs> your word of the day, Joe. Put it you in the are. mice and men paper you similar, still owe me. There's some good ones in the uh, the similar section. Mm-hmm. Pompous, bombastic, mm. magniloquent. Mm. Oh, that's my favorite. Ostentatious, Bars. pretentious. Yeah. Magniloquent. I've never heard Dude, that Dude, the sources are awesome. <laughs> magniloquent. Oh, that's sexy. I like Carlos here. That clearly has a word of the day toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> not, not word of the day toilet paper, because that just seems weird. I do have, shout out to my ma, for every year of my adulthood, a word of the day calendar that I keep yeah. right next to my coffee pot in yeah. my kitchen. Yeah. And it wasn't today's word of the day, but it was one, I don't know, a, f- a few weeks back at some point. Uh-huh. And I was like, ooh, that's a good one. Dug into the coffers and came that brought that one out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome stuff, man. That's um, awesome. Shout out. Back to, back to the point <laughs> at hand. Sorry. Pat Bev says chest pounding shit like that a yeah. lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I, he, and he should. Yeah, sure. I mean, and for a player who's maybe not the most skilled basketball player in the NBA, mm. you need to have an extra dose of that mm. to have as long and successful of a career as Pat Bev has had. And kudos to him for that. That's true. But it's just funny that him saying that on his podcast, I'm looking for 13 to 15 mil. It basically, if you're a Bulls fan looking at their offseason to-do list logically, immediately rules him returning out as a possibility mm-hmm. unless as we said at the beginning he's willing to take a i love playing for my hometown bulls so much that i'll take one hundred and thirty thousand instead of 13 million yes <laughs> yeah i don't think that's the case at all i don't um, think so i don't think that's the case it, it just feels like this was it like if i'm being for real about it it just felt like this is it you know he did what you know what he wanted to do here in chicago play for his hometown team and now he wants to go get another check, you know what I mean? Because he's getting to that age where this is going to be few and far between for him. So why not take that final shot to see if you can get this money? And I just really, be, it just takes one, dog. Like, that's all it takes is one. And I think if you put him in the room with the right GM, the way that man can speak mm-hmm. and talk, and get, I think he can get that out of someone. I mean, look at last year. All he did was get on TV and talk about how he's playing for the Lakers. And Spoke it into existence. Right on the Lakers is where he ended up. So, yeah, he can do those things. I just don't see it happening here in Chicago. And and that's fine. Again, like, I don't want to 
tell a player not to go make as much money as they can. Like sure. from a player's perspective, that's exactly what you should be doing. Yeah. But again, it takes me back to the argument of of what the Bulls should do this summer and how they may be headed towards making some big changes regardless of whether they want to because they're just not in a position where they can keep their team, let alone improve on it. Yeah. The, but I think the, the the base question for Bulls fans, as Golden Force says in the comments, I love Pat Bev. We're not giving him that contract. Always ask for a high number and negotiate. No shame in the game. If you're the Bulls, do you even bother trying to sit down at a negotiating table with Pat Bev this summer? Yeah. Because if he's just saying 13 mil on his podcast to be like, here's the floor I want to set for myself because this is what I still think I'm worth, but maybe Pat Bev in reality is willing to come down from that. Mm. Do you, like, if you're the Bulls, do you think that he's willing to come down from that number enough so that it's not a waste of time to even negotiate when you've got a lot of shit to figure out this offseason or just say pat thanks for the time thanks for the memories you helped us make the play in whoop-de-doo best of luck in your free agency this summer and just move on i think it's the best of luck situation um i think you'll do your due diligence honestly you know because ak like you said will look at everything i think that's the case he'll look at it i don't think he'll spend enough time a lot of time looking at it um hey you want this all right, appreciate you, you know, out the back. Like, it just really feels that simple for me. Um, and I think he'll – I honestly think Pat Bell will go out there and get something close to that from another team, uh, a young team. Maybe he ends up back up, you know, with the Rockets. You know what I mean? Like, any, any of that stuff can really happen. A uh, young team trying to, you know, get it on. He can literally pull out his resume and show and how he's helped these young teams, you know, become better. So, yeah, man, like, he, he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's playing the game. Like, like my man just said, he's playing the game and he's setting the price and letting them know what he wants. I don't think the Bulls will be willing to bite on that, though. I think the way to think about this is in terms of priorities. And I would put Vooch as the number one priority in terms of free agents, Kobe number two, and then Io and Pat behind that in some order. The Bulls are not going to make a decision about Patrick Beverly or Io before they know it's coming with Vooch. They, they just can't afford to do it that way. Yeah. Um, if Vooch walks to another team into their cap space for nothing, then you've got some more space. They don't have Patrick Beverly's bird rights, so they would have to sign him using the mid-level exception, mm. which they would have space to do. But at that point, like, you're, you've got the same core minus Vooch. Are you really excited about bringing that team back? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Vooch is really going to be the key domino to fall. So if he decides mm-hmm. he wants to come back, then you have decisions to make within your own roster. If he decides to leave to a team with cap space, then you've got decisions to make about your direction. Right. If he decides that he wants to go to a team that's already above the cap and the Bulls can work out a advantageous sign-in trade, then they have some more flexibility and assets to play with. But I just don't – I understand what Patrick Beverly wants. I understand why he would ask for that. And I also understand why the Bulls aren't going to be able to meet him there right away. Yeah. Right. But he's just not going to be the free agent priority at this point. It's got to be Vooch. And especially, as uh, P. Will Sporter in the comments points out, Pepe comes back. He's probably coming back off the bench because, mm-hmm. you know, Kobe, maybe somebody else, but probably Kobe is going to be their starter. Whereas this season, he came in as a buyout market guy and B- B- uh, Billy Donovan was like, you're starting. Yeah. Like, Pat Bev started. Yeah. 
almost every game yeah. since he got in a Bulls jersey to finish the season. I don't know if that would necessarily be the case mm-hmm. next season. Mm-hmm. So if he can't get paid and can't start, it's a tough sell for the Bulls. Very. Um, <laughs> which is why, you know, we, we wanted to address this because Pat addressed it on his podcast and his right. platform. And he's a Chicago guy and Bulls fans, you know, quickly became enamored with his presence here. Yeah. Doesn't seem realistic in, in any lens you look at it. Yeah. Uh, okay. We got to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to dive into this athletic NBA players poll that just came out a couple of days ago uh, and uh, some of the fascinating results. A lot of familiar names. Uh, in these polls we will get to that coming up next while we're sharing words and discount codes from our friends and sponsors do us a favor hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on youtube we greatly appreciate it Mm -hmm. helps us out a lot plus of course make sure you are subscribed to that chgo sports youtube Mm -hmm. channel Mm -hmm. today's episode is brought to you partly by our friends at the goose island beer company Mm. chicago's beer since 1988 Mm. you got the goose ipa which is one of my summertime favorites a six-time medal winner Mm. at the great american beer fest they pulled off the jordan six Mm. i wonder if it was in the span of eight years (laughs) two neatly wrapped three-peats of of beer gloriousness uh, then you got the Tropical Beer Hug. That's one of the new IPA routines that they brought out this year. Yep. Dry Hopped Imperial IPA that is 9.9% ABV, Claude. which is dangerously easy to drink. Hey. Plus, of course, another summertime favorite here in Chicago, the 312 Wheat Ale. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that I, I haven't tried it yet, I am so excited because I do enjoy me a good Pilsner, the Full Pocket Pills from Goose Island. Everyday beer, and it's what the brewers are drinking. Mm. So grab Ultra Fresh Brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clyburn Avenue in Lincoln Park, or from their tap room mm. on Fulton Street in West Town. Goose mm. Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. One more quick goose shout out. They will be with us, with our CHGO Bears crew, having a great time at Joe's on Weed Street for the CHGO Bears draft party coming up later this month. It's going to be insane. In just, what, next week, right? Next week. A week from tomorrow and then a week from Friday, back-to-back nights, nights one and two of the NFL draft. Get your ticket if you haven't already. Available on our website, allchgo.com. Diehards, CHGO diehards, get discounted ticket prices to those draft parties. Awesome food. Goose Island beers. Mm -hmm. Joe's on Weed Street. Fellow Bears fans, come on out. It's going to be a good time. Goose Island Beer Company. Yes. Drink it. Drink it. (laughs) Wash it down. That sounds amazing. You know what? Usually at this time, I would slow things down. Not going to do that today. Not going to do that today. Not going to do that. You know what? You know, it's the afternoon. You know what I mean? Because sometimes star rockets in flight. Boo! Afternoon delight. That's what you're after. (laughs) Thank you. Well done. That's what you're after right there, guys. You want to get that in. But let's be for real. Sometimes you're just not ready. You're like, you want to do it. The time is right. The music is on. The wine is chilled. You're just not ready. But you know who can help you get ready? You know who that is? Roman. Roman will get you ready. And guess what? Nobody will know. Nobody has to know. It will be your secret along with Roman, y'all. Oh, it'll get you right with them discreet wipes that rhymed. And that will help you last one, two, three, four times longer. Not two. Come on, not three. Not Come three. on. Turn that afternoon into a late evening, fellas. You can do these things. So you got that low T also. 
getting testosterone levels back to normal can help you increase your libido. Roman offers that testosterone test. And if it's appropriate for you, treatment for that low T. No waiting rooms, no hassle, just straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your boudoir. Oh, it's an amazing thing, y'all. So to learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash chgo to get 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash chgo. Don't just be ready, fellas. Be Roman ready. Roman ready. Roman ready. Afternoon love. Antoine in the comments is Roman ready for a beer. He said, I need a beer <laughs> listening to you guys right now. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. You're welcome. Go to your local <laughs> Chicagoland grocery store and or liquor store. Get yourself some goose. Get it. And also make sure you're Roman ready. I mean, you get some I don't know goose. what you got planned tonight, but I'm I saying. make sure you're Roman ready. I mean, you can have no plans and be Roman ready. Hey, hey, come on. Come on. Come on. Thank you. I would, I'd stand up and take a bow for that week. one. That was amazing. <laughs> um... All right, gentlemen, let's dive into these uh, athletic NBA player poll uh, answers that came out a couple days ago. Everybody on NBA Twitter was going nuts over these in, in a multitude of directions. I always like these. I think the athletic did this four years ago with mm-hmm. NBA players, and there are all kinds of polls that come out in the offseason, but sort of like the doldrum late offseason days when there's nothing else to do. But it, it's like GMs and executive polls, or it's you know NBA talking head polls. This is always my favorite because it's how NBA players feel about other NBA players, mm-hmm. which, like, you're not going to get a more truthful answer than that. Yeah. So they asked them all these sur- survey-type questions, you know, who's MVP, who's this, who that. By the way, um, NBA players, and I think they pulled a, a little around 100 NBA players, mm-hmm. current NBA players. 103, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Embiid took MVP by, by a decent margin over Jokic, Giannis in third. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to get into some of the more interesting, juicy ones overrated and underrated NBA players. Mm. Should we start with overrated? Sure. Yes. Overrated. (laughs) Um, This category was one. Well, so other quote unquote, and then they list other players receiving votes at the bottom of each chart. Mm -hmm. Technically other received the most votes and overrated because NBA players look out for each other. Yes. And didn't want to call people out, but then some NBA players were like, nah, to F with that, I'm calling people out. Screw you. Trey Young. Right there. The player who you said, Dave, on maybe our first or second post season ending episode. Yes. Would be thrown around and maybe drive Bulls fans crazy yeah. all offseason long talking about a hypothetical Trey Young for Zach Levine trade. Oh, yeah. If the Bulls' season fell flat, mm-hmm. Hawks are getting embarrassed in the first round by the Celtics <laughs> yes, right now, predictably, predictably so. And Trey Young is not playing well in that series. Predictably so. <laughs> Trey Young is voted the most overrated NBA player by his peers. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. And yeah, this is why this doesn't bode well for. Uh, him in Atlanta either. Like, we already heard the talk come out before every the playoffs even kicked off that we were thinking about trading them. Well, stuff like this just makes it look a little bit worse. I would... I don't know if I feel quite this strongly, but I would be a little bit surprised if he's on the Hawks to start next season. I think he's gone. Um, I think the bigger question is, like, how much can the Hawks get for him? Because yeah. his value yeah. is kind of declining. Boo. 
Yeah. Players clearly not roaming ready. <laughs> not roaming. And our team is going to be afraid to put those, you know, quote unquote, Kings ransom offers together this season yeah. after people see the way things went for Rudy and the Wolves this year. And yeah. how yeah. they're going for Trey and the Hawks in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do yeah. people want to invest yeah. in that kind of player if he's going to shoot 35% in yeah. the playoff series? Yeah. It's like if, if he has nights where they're you know the the hawks opponents just decide not to guard trey for whatever reason he can go off like some of the best of them yeah on nights when it's the opponent's main focus to shut down trey young they succeed at least 50 percent of the time in shutting him down and then they also target the bejesus out of him on the defensive end it's true it's true and and he's just known he's getting a reputation as the coach killer so that's not helping matters either. They're on their third coach in his tenure uh, with Atlanta, and a lot and twice it's been pointed back to him as to why, like as to you know, you know, he was sitting out games because he had issues with the coach. You know what I mean? Like, so you can't have you can't have poor performance and poor attitude at the same time. You can have one or the other, but you can't have both at the same time. That'll get you traded and put out somewhere. But yeah, it just it doesn't look good or bode well for him. Like you said, he's having a terrible playoffs right now, man. It just doesn't look good. And the coach is giving him opportunity. I've watched uh, Quinn Snyder go down and talk to him, like, during the game. Like, bro, like, keep your head up. It's okay. You know what I mean? We're going to need you. Like, I'm watching him being encouraging to him, but it's only so much encouraging you can do because he has to go out there and do it. And you're playing Boston. You know what I mean? Now, if you're that guy, you're supposed to find that way. And I think that's what it is. You know what I mean? That's what makes it simpler to be like, Maybe you're not that guy then. Maybe we can make this trade and we'll be all right with DeJounte Murray. And that's what also makes it a little easier. I got DeJounte Murray out here. He can run the point for us, too. So yeah. it's, it's all bad uh, for young Trey Young, man. Like, can't play the Knicks in the first round all the time, bro. Like, sometimes you got to play these teams who will be game planning for you. And to your point about DeJounte, they just moved, I believe, three-plus picks yeah. to go get him. True. Mm-hmm. Fact. And so – and the and the hope there was to be able to play Trey off the ball a little bit more, to have a defensive stopper as a backcourt partner, and for somebody to be able to play point guard when Trey wasn't on the floor. Mm-hmm. Trey has not really been able to move into an off-ball role at all, and if they do move him, I mean, not only do they have to recover the picks that they moved to get DeJounte, I think you have to try to get more than that um, because you're t- kind of taking a step back talent-wise. So... This is going to be a really interesting offseason. I think a lot a lot more – there's going to be a lot more movement than I think a lot of people are ready for. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think Trey's going to be one of the bigger names and one of the first dominoes to fall. Yeah, and, and I can't – I don't even read that name Golden right Force? No, 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 something making. Uh, it says Trey, oh. you know, gave the Bulls a business in, in that end of the season must-win game. Yeah. He didn't play that game. <laughs> and that's the point. Like they, they, they which is why Bulls fans are all like, "Oh no, Trey! Oh, we got this! Right. This critical game that can move us up in the play-in yeah. seating bracket. Oh, we got no Trey! We got nope. this. Eleven zero run to start. Vogue down here. You're twenty twenty two twenty three Chicago. You got that part. Your laughter at the end after oh, that explosion. Evil, I, you know, dude. I didn't even <laughs> gloat or have an evil laughter when we get, came on to be, start post game after they lost to the Heat in that second playing game. <laughs> Yeah, because you got it all out in the rap. I contained myself. Is that was, was it? Because I wasn't here. Maybe if I it was just, here, I it didn't. It out. didn't have the same feel to it. Okay. If you were here, oh my god, <laughs> would have been laughing in your face. See, it but I also didn't out. want to immediately piss off those Bulls fans who came into that second playing game hoping for a win. 
Okay, that's not. If, if we like, started post game with me cackling with maniacal laughter, we would have lost eighty percent of our audience. You out think of the you would have done it for the Raptors game? It, had they lost? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, all right. I was more just relieved that they lost the second one. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I mean, I was just gonna say, like, I think it's probably assuming they actually do something to mm-hmm. try to make a move here. It's for the best that they lost those games, but it still kind of sucks that the season's over and that it ended the way that it did. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Sean Anderson, he's like, yeah, happy the season's over? I was like, no. He was like, he's like, oh, yeah, that is Matt Peck. He's like, sorry, I got, I, we, I, I got you confused with the white guy. I was like, hey, it happens me. often. Hi, <laughs> I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> um, gentlemen, on this overrated list, uh, quickly, Julius Randle, second place, Pascal Siakam, third most votes, mm. fourth in votes on most overrated. But I hear so often how grossly underappreciated he is. Your boy, Will. Marquez boy. Our boy, Saloon's boy. <laughs> Jimmy Bucket. Jimmy Buckets. Several votes for most overrated player in the NBA. Your thoughts? Um, just because players think he's overrated doesn't mean he's not great. And also, um, I think that the narrative swings back and forth a lot with these guys. Like, as soon as the playoffs come along, mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, my God, Jimmy's the most underrated player ever. And that, over, <laughs> and that overrates him. Yeah. So it's and just, then, of course, kind of the way. Giannis gets hurt in game one. The Heat end up winning game one in Milwaukee. And yeah, Jimmy awesome has game. 35 and yeah. 11. He had a really good game. He balled. He balled out. Yeah. I think the, the shocking one for me, and I thought about you when I saw it, was Siakam. I thought I was a little surprised that they had him that high as far as being overrated. I, I didn't know what he was rated, but I thought he was rated pretty properly. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, he's Fringe really good. all NBA. Yeah. That's like a really good player. I don't think he's like a franchise focal point. And I think that's why the Raptors are in the situation that they are, because he's been the franchise focal point since yeah. Kawhi left. But yeah. he's, again, really good player. Mm-hmm. I think people just might think he's better than he is. Wait, slow down. Don't diss Bam out of bio, P-Wheel supporter. He was killing during that finals. Man, look. Uh, Don't you remember that block in mean, Boston? My God. He, yeah, he did, however, <laughs> play like absolute trash in that. Oh, in this one? Oh, no game. question about it. I'm talking about what he's I talking do. about. Every time Bam missed a five-footer, I was yeah. pulling my hair out. No, I'm just talking about what he's talking about. Bam though. had a little bit of the Ben Simmons. And, like, he mm-hmm. had a one play I was watching. I don't remember who was against. It may have been against the Bulls where he just, like, caught the ball literally five feet under the basket and, like, took two extra dribbles yeah. and waited to be – maybe it was against uh, against the Bucks in game one. But he's just been – he doesn't – yeah, that's been the clicking. one criticism yeah. of him where he doesn't look aggressive enough at times. And I, I love his game more. Like, I'm as high as you can be on Bam. But, like, that no, part of awesome, it man. just caught me off guard a little where I was like, that was like a Ben Simmons play. Well, it's he also seemed like a little scared to go up some, with that. Some of these guys can be – incredibly good players and also not be primary scorers. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like Draymond Green, elite defensive player, elite playmaker. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to average like six points a game. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. same with Bam. There's like Jimmy, I think for sort of the superstar status that he has right now is never going to be like that 25, 30 point a game night guy. He's more like 18 to 21. Yeah. And yeah. And that doesn't take away from his impact. It's just that that's the kind of player he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in this overrated category, worth noting for Bulls fans, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic all received one vote one for vote, being baby. overrated. However, kind of comically, Nikola Vucevic also received a vote in the underrated category, mm. uh, which we can move to now. 
Drew Holiday won the most votes for NBA players to believe uh, most underrated mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. Then you have the just gigantic season SGA just had. Mm-hmm. SGA got the second most votes. Mikhail Bridges third. Jalen Brunson with the Knicks fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody on this list other than Vooch getting one vote. Uh, as far as the Bulls are concerned, you, mm-hmm. any anything jump out? Yes, one more guy that ended up on both the overrated and underrated lists: mm-hmm. Austin Reeves. Mm. Wow, polarizing player. So LeBron James voted him underrated, and Austin Reeves voted himself overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't like Damian the, Lillard end up on both too? Wasn't he voted? I think he did. He yeah. may have. I just yeah. saw. I'm okay. sure there was a, a bunch, but okay. I saw Austin I Reeves. The, the, it sort the of column that out. went along with these polls that uh, the Athletic poll, uh, put out said I think five or six players ended up on both lists. Okay. Drew was an All Star this year. Everybody, all we hear about Drew is players talking about how he's the best defensive perimeter player in the league Agreed. how he's so underrated like Agreed. doesn't that kind of say that he's not underrated when yep. <laughs> all of his peers are talking about him as being the most underrated i think that's kind of the same thing with jimmy uh who was the the second player on the list SGA? Uh, she yeah. he's gonna Alexander. be first team all nba this year yeah how is that under like <laughs> yeah it's like first maybe team all NBA. came into this season underrated because you he know like he- an all-time season yeah yeah which is funny and as you mentioned it um the uh, the best defender category. A couple of things I wanted to touch on here. Drew Holiday got the most votes for best defender, yeah. and also got the most votes for the most underrated. Yeah. How can you be underrated and also get the most votes for a category that well, is praising you for being good at something? Well, let me say, like, I think it's they say that about Drew because when it comes down to him, and the difference between him and Jimmy is Jimmy will still end up on all NBA teams, and whereas Drew wouldn't. Drew would just be on the defensive teams and. And I think that's what it kind of comes down. You don't think all-star, you know, you don't think all-NBA. When you think of Drew Holiday, you think that defense. And you think Giannis, you know what I mean? He's like the mm-hmm. first people that come into your mind. So I think that's kind of what they mean when they say underrated for him. I think uh, uh, multi-time all-star, multi-time first-team all-defense, NBA champion. That's what I think of when I think no, of No, that's him. fair. But I think they want m- more for it. They're like, he's not brought up more. Yeah, in that because he's great on both sides of the ball. Like he will drop fifty on. Yeah, him. and he really took a step forward scoring the ball this year with Chris yeah. Middleton out for the majority. So yeah, I, I'm always been very high on Drew. Yeah. To your point, Big Dave, uh, Jimmy Butler, four time All NBA, mm-hmm. five time All Defense, mm-hmm. six time All Star. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, four time All Defense, two time All Star, no All NBA selections. Yeah, that's. Fair, yeah, I that's, mean, I think that's kind of where it, it slides to. It, it's also, fair to call him underrated in that aspect. The name that jumped out at me for underrated also was Derek White. Yeah, that, that name yeah. kind of jumped out at me because I think that's 100 percent true. I think he's very underrated. Um, what he's done on Boston has been awesome. I thought he was awesome with the Spurs, but he's in a perfect situation right now with uh, Boston, and he's showing and proving every time I see him out there, man. You don't know how he's doing it to you, but he's doing it every he's time. He's like overtaking Marcus Smart as probably their best guard like he he's wow. really good wow and that's saying a lot because this is a team with marcus smart and malcolm brogdon on it yeah <laughs> it's saying something like that and it have validity to it it's crazy so yeah Celtics shout out are real White. good they're real good uh, meanwhile chief c in the comments said real joey's path is overrated faux joey's path is underrated <laughs> chief c always <laughs> has this he's got this weird thing where he's a big fake joey guy what? Shut out. I that feel like hilarious. that is absolutely disrespectful to the real Joey here. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> okay, guys, you know, 
one quick interesting thing. Jared Jackson Jr. just won DPOY. He was yeah. announced a few days ago. Congratulations. Eighth mm-hmm. on the list in votes got votes received by his peers. Mm. Eighth. Mm. The thing that really grinded my gears around them about the best defender category. Here we go. Alex Caruso received no votes. No votes. Zero. You know who received a vote? Tell him, Matt. Christopher Dunn. What? He's a dog. He's got that dog in him. It's in him, Wasn't even on a roster to start the season. It's in him. He's playing for the Shanghai Sharks any day now. No, he's in the NBA now, man. He he had a good run. He's going to be in the league. He's going to get a shot. Shout out to Chris Dunn. How did he get a vote? Uh, don't ask me. I don't play. Did he vote for himself? Could you I vote for yourself? That's a good question. Because that does seem like something Chris Dunn I kind of missed the Chris Dunn experience. He was like, <laughs> he was wild, dude. Remember when he like chipped his tooth? Yes. I was that's when that his career game. changed. Remember when he like hit Do a game that derailed, the that derailed that the whole season. Yeah, that yeah. entire sequence changed his whole everything when he broke his face. Yeah, that was. It changed everything, dog. Remember, remember, he was Broke the fourth quarter guy for us, man. Face. Yeah, he had a game winner against the yeah. Wizards. Dude, yes. I, was, I was a believer. I Coming into Zeta. that I season did. when he fell on his face and broke it. Yeah. I was a believer. I was a believer was of a, his at Providence. Great college player. Great oh, college he was amazing player. at Providence, man. Yeah, he was real nice. Um, I just, I can't believe that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's woefully disrespectful Again, to Caruso. I think another, like you, you see the other awards where like they vote on MVP or All-Stars or stuff like that. And like yeah. Udonis Haslam gets a, a vote for all-star and yeah like, i'm not sure how seriously a lot of well, these it's guys like, take it you know because he's he's been with us for two years now bulls fans absolutely adore alex caruso but when he was getting all-star votes as a laker and not just like some but a bunch yeah. of all-star votes yeah i was like what, the, what is this what is this garbage <laughs> he's, a not, he's not an all-star <laughs> however uh in like real uh season award voting Caruso did receive what two third place votes? Two third for, place for, votes for defensive, defensive player, player of the year, of the year. Mm. and he was one of two guards alongside Drew Holiday to get any votes for defensive player of the year. So that tells me he's going to be a first team. Pretty good defense, omen, which is exactly where he belongs. Mm. So you think that means he'll end up on first team, not just second team? Yay! But like you think, think he's I mean, going to be first guess. team? I feel confident, but he's. That's how good he is. I yeah. think it's like him and Drew are best yeah. perimeter defenders in the league. Mm. But apparently not good enough for his fellow players. Will you be emotional if he wins? I won't be emotional, but <laughs> are you sure? I'll be happy for him. It will be something nice to come out of this dog shit season we just endured together. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm sorry. Will you, be harsh? will you be emotional <laughs> if he doesn't win? I will not have emotions either way except for feeling... Con- congratulatory. That's right. He's him. a stone. True player. professional. That's right. He's a true, stone. A true beat person. That's right. He true pro. It. He really Focus. does. Um, all right. Let's take one more quick break. We'll come back to wrap up with the most interesting category in this athletic player poll. Who's the goat? Who's the goat? Oh. We cannot talk about it. Um, we cannot talk about it. In the meantime, Big Dave. Yeah. Let them know that they never understood. They Got never to. understood. They ain't, they ain't get it, man. Baby Joey called me the other day. He's like, come hang out. Baby Joey's talking already? Yeah, you guys bro, are making him seem like he's my kid. May as well be, Joe. He hit me up. Dog. I'm his uncle. He's you like, you are his come father. Hang out? I was like, man, I'm a little busy, baby Joey. He said, man, you know how I roll. He was like, come on through. And I was like, I can't do it, man. He said, man, I got the car full. Come hang out. And he said, I can't go. And I said, why? He said, I left my Shady Rays at home. And he turned around and he went back and he had to go get the Rays, man. He won't do it without the Rays. 
Baby Joey got to have the raise. So that means you got to have them too, y'all. Get your Shady Rays. That independent sunglasses company offers that world-class product that is just as good as any expensive pair that you've ever put on your beautiful face. Like that one right there. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for your outdoor and your indoor adventiones. That's not a word. <laughs> I liked it. And yes, of course, they have the Matt Peck lost and broken replacement plan. Go on, is that hat. Glasses go splat. And now you're like, damn it, what I'm going to do with that? that Should Ray say, we got your back. Send them glasses right wow. on back to us. We'll get you a brand new pair. No questions asked, y'all. And if you don't love your pair of Shady Rays, if you're just looking at them, you're like, I'm not feeling them right there, like baby Joey be doing sometimes, you can exchange <laughs> that new pair and return them for free within 30 days. That is amazing, y'all. There's no risk when you shop, and their team always has a your back. So, exclusively for our listeners out there, Shady Rays is going to give you that best deal of the season. Just go to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code CHGO for 50% off of two plus pairs of those polarized premium shades. Try for yourself the shades that are rated one, two, three, four, cinco, fifth, five stars, over 250 thousand people said this so you know it's true y'all because it's shady rays with a raise oh so shady oh so damn shady oh so damn shady joseph would you like to talk about comed with me <laughs> uh matt there's quite literally nothing that i would rather do because sure. i do feel so strongly about comed and saving energy and saving monergy, monergy, as some people do call it. Um, you got a baby now. Today is actually day, day six. Today's day six of my kids. Not my kid. Jeez. Uh, his kid. life. So, you know, for you. he right. is, he's getting ready to hear the uh, comment, uh, you know, I don't know what we call this, the birds and the bees, but it's more like the, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something in the energies. But it's, the, but it's the energy and the yeah. money, the birds and the bees. The money and the energy. You didn't know about that? You didn't know? You didn't know about baby Joey? I don't have a kid. That's not what's going on. Stop. We're stopping the. We're stopping that rumor in its tracks. Okay. But I am here to tell you, while I change out the shady rays lower to the Comed lower, I am here to tell you that Comed Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and also businesses like CHGO in the communities that they serve. They help manage energy usage and they lower energy bills now but also into the future. That's right. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, mm. industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory mm -hmm. they serve. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, for commercial, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes, Joe. Mm. Matt, how does it work? I'll tell you, Joe. Mm. An authorized engineer will work with you or your baby, to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last for approximately two hours. And within just three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away. 
Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, because we know you're tired chasing your baby around, cost savings, because we know you need to spend that money on that baby you love so much. Yes, you do. Project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. Mm-hmm. If you don't own a business, or if I'm sorry, if you own a business, don't wait. Get started. Saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Wait a minute. I was uh, doing a graphic, Matt. Did you say mm-hmm. comment.com slash powering biz? Yes, I did, Joe. Comment.com slash powering biz. Slash. B-I-Z-Biz. Schedule Perfect. your appointment today. <laughs> Stop it. Dr. Goat. Boom. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Dr. Goat. He looks like he's got a <laughs> layer in a volcano. Uh, this is like the point where they get to the Oscars and save best picture for the end, right? NBA players poll. <laughs> Who is the goat? Other than Will Gottlieb. Thank you. I believe believe they phrased it that way when they asked all the NBA players who know Will. Thank you for specifying. And he is, in fact, the one true GOAT. Gentlemen, Mm -hmm. MJ Mm -hmm. still winning by a wide margin. With 58% of the vote, LeBron James second with 33% of the vote. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Kobe, who also got a substantial amount of votes. Bill Russell. Some uh, current players still showing uh, that honor to a, a late great who the NBA just recently lost. Amazing. Tracy McGrady? Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady making an appearance on this list. Shout out T-Mac. Wild. <laughs> what do you think when you see those results? I. This is my first thought. That is wild. <laughs> that was my first thought that it was that big of a gap. Because this is current players that you're playing with. Like, you see them all the time. And they're like, meh, <laughs> not you. Still the guy we've never played with is still the greatest of all time. The other thing I said, I was like, if it was like 38-35, then the debate in my head could still be a thing. But even if you throw Kobe's in there, it's still not close. You know what I mean? It's still not even nowhere near close to anything to that. So when – the players of this generation are telling you that this dude is the GOAT and they literally have to play him the next night. <laughs> I mean, what else? What is there to say? Like, seriously, bro, like, you're the greatest ever. I think also a lot of times in these sort of debates, it's hard to, like, measure accurately through different eras. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, LeBron's one of the oldest players in the league right now. Yeah, yeah. He has been in the league for as long as a lot of these guys have been years. born. I mean, like, Correct. you remember that clip of Jabari Smith saying LeBron played with his dad? That yes. was yeah. First. yeah, I do remember And so that. these guys have grown up in the LeBron era. Yeah. Right. He has been the one that has been the face of the league for their entire life. One mm. of the players who participated in the survey was quoted in the athletic article about the survey saying, I grew up in the 2000s yeah. when asked why he voted for LeBron. He was a child watching LeBron dominate the NBA. <laughs> And so even with that recency bias to be far and away yeah. the voted favorite, he's the goat. So here's the thing. I, I agree with your initial Black impression, hat. Dave. And I quote tweeted the, some graphic that somebody put up of it. It's like MJ 58%, LeBron 33%. I'm mm. like, MJ's been retired <laughs> for 20 years. Right. Seriously. And the current players of today's NBA are still like, oh, yeah, that dude. That dude. That's the wild thing. It's a movie about his go. rookie season. That's out right now. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, 
Uh, Anthony in the comments said, if you guys haven't seen the new Air movie, go see it. MJ's the GOAT. You think they're going to make a movie about LeBron's shoe when he retires? I'm guessing no. Le LeBron, LeBron might. I'm, I'm wearing the Last Dance t-shirt right now. You, call Air you think they're going to make a 10-part <laughs> documentary, a 10-hour documentary about the greatness of LeBron James after he's been had him hung up for a while? They might. They might try because it'll make money for everyone involved. Nowhere near the amount of people are going to watch that compared to the people that watch The Last Dance. We call it the final shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the final powder explosion. Yeah. I don't no, know. No, it will be something way cornier than that. Way cornier. It will be like the king's coronation or mm, something like that. Uh, it's it's going to actually just be a sequel to the crappy Space Jam reboot. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> um, here is something interesting, though, that I saw in this column, and it does, as like a old man shakes fist at cloud person when it comes to the goat debate, Okay, put me on edge a little bit. You said you were surprised by how wide that margin was, Dave. Yeah, I was. This is an excerpt from The Athletic. What's noteworthy is the gap between his airness and King James is closing and closing fast. When The Athletic pulled NBA players four years ago, Jordan won 73% of the vote with LeBron a distant second at just under 12%. Jeez. So that gap has closed in this last four years. Wow. But in that four years, vets younger than LeBron have retired mm -hmm. and now you got a whole new crop of players aged 19 to 22 yeah. who grew up watching LeBron. Well, he also has won a title since then, which Correct. probably boosts his Correct. his uh, stock in these things. But I, I do also <laughs> want to know... Asterisk, bubble title, continue. <laughs> uh, I, I do also think it's um, important to note the fact that this was like anonymous because I think a lot of times when you are asked like who's who's the GOAT, and you got to go play LeBron the next night, you want to like show him that respect. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if it's anonymous, then you have more incentive to say how you actually feel. You really feel, yeah. And again, I think you could, it's, there's more of an argument for me about just like specific to basketball, but I don't think that's what GOAT means. I think when you talk about the GOAT, it's everything around the game and no player yes. will ever be close to as influential as Michael. Mm. Obviously you put that on top of the championship pedigree, yes. on top of the scoring, on top of the defense, yes. like all of it. I just don't think it's really close. Mm. Like I said, you can have conversations about who is a more dominant player, who is a better all around, right. all -around player, player right. who's a better right. athlete, but that, that doesn't, that's not the whole story of what GOAT is. Correct. No, I completely agree. When I, when I talk about GOAT and anything, I'm, I'm talking about taking everything into consideration. Everything, all of it matters yeah. when you're talking about these things, the shoes, the impact, you know, what they've done outside of that. All of that matters to me when we're talking about the greatest of all time, because impact is a huge part of it. It's not just on the court. Anybody, it's plenty of players on the court that won't get the recognition that they probably deserve for whatever reason. But, and that's why the accolades are important. That's why the records and all that other stuff, but also the impact that it would have on you. This is why people talk about Allen Iverson like they do. It wasn't what he just what he did on the court. It's right. what he affected off the court, what mm -hmm. he changed also, man. It's also why Tim Duncan isn't brought up so much. You know what I mean? Because nobody was better than Tim Duncan on the no. floor at that position. But Tim Duncan but would go to bed he at was, 10 o'clock. Yeah, he was just you a gallon of milk in the NBA's fridge <laughs> for damn near two saying? decades. No, he, was, he was playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, too. He wasn't going to bed early. He my was staying up all sir. night playing Dungeons and Dragons. My bad. But, my bad. I, but again, like I, I don't think historians will, whether they covered MJ's era or LeBron's or both, 
and obviously the ones who cover both are the ones you look to sure. to maybe have the best. When they write memoirs about who changed the NBA, LeBron, did he change the NBA in any way? No. He entertained a lot of NBA fans and is undoubtedly great. Yeah. Undoubtedly great and undoubtedly now top five all time. Yeah. As a LeBron hater, I used to even debate that, but now I'm like, he okay, did. he's top <laughs> he's top five all time. He sure did. Uh, but, <laughs> like, it's, it's the shit that where it's like – People don't even think of Michael Jordan as a human being. That's fact. He's a ghost, as they call him, the ghost. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a real person. You know what I mean? Uh, Old Buckner said dozens and dozens of interviews of Hall of Fame NBA players talking about how afraid they were of Jordan. Nobody talks about LeBron that way. The only person I've heard come out and refute that was Draymond Green. <laughs> the only one. And that's yeah, who worships Draymond LeBron's Green. drawers. Exactly. That's my point. You know what I mean? The only one. That's kind of what I'm saying is, like, you're going to get guys who – believe based on like the recency thing based on like the level of talent in the game now i think being overall much higher mm-hmm. and like the ability to compete for 20 years the way lebron has at such a high level in a stronger era but again i just don't think that's really what we're talking about here yeah at least that's not all of it chief see in the comments that lebron's own kids wore air jordans the night lebron broke the scoring title it's true and they did it they purposely did it i know they were trying to troll but i'm like that's not what y'all think it is yeah you know what i'm saying like that I, no that's not what y'all think it is bro that's you still bought his shoes but it it, it is interesting to see that margin shrink yeah. from four years ago to now and if that ever flips and i'm still alive i'm gonna be yelling about it <laughs> i'm gonna be cranky gonna be cranky. The kids don't know the kids just don't know kids are all right that's that's the thing that drives me crazy about these brawn stands on uh-huh. twitter it's like trying to argue with a 12 year old Bron like, sexuals as the kid calls them is that, that is what is they, that call what they call the kids call sexuals no, it's I tell like, these things to it's my like dude, you had a Hot Pocket and a Go-Gurt for lunch. How about you shut up about who the best basketball player of all time is? Hey, shout out for an awesome lunch. I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd eat it, but... <laughs> but he's right. But this is why I talk to my nieces and nephews all the time about this stuff. Right. You know, one, because, you know, their father is a huge Lakers fan and just doesn't talk about the Bulls in their house at all. Yeah. So it, it's up to me to just send them clips every now and then. Like, hey, did you know the man's jersey's retired for a team he never played for? Right, exactly. <laughs> did you know? Oh, you, did you know he won 72 games and then won 69 the next you know year? why LeBron was wearing number 23 <laughs> no. for as many years as he was? Oh, you know I broke that down. I mean, I broke that all the way to the gristle, young William. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look forward to being bored in the 10-part LeBron doc when it comes out. Really, really do. Dude, LeBron is awesome, man. LeBron uh, is amazing. Yes, he is. He's though. great. He is, he's incredible. He can be put no lower than number two, mm-hmm. in my opinion. He can. He <laughs> could be, but, but I hear you. We are out of time. But I hear you. <laughs> I hear you, Will. I, I hear you. Um, thanks for tuning in today, y'all. Appreciate it. Hit that thumbs up button before you head out if you haven't already. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you get your tickets to the CHGO Bears draft party we got coming up next week if you haven't gotten those tickets yet. CHGO diehards get discount ticket prices yeah. on that. Good food, good beers from Goose Island, Goose. and good company, your fellow Bears fans. I'm excited for that NFL draft, man. It's going to be my first one. I can't wait to go see this. My Bears optimism is higher than any other optimism right now. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> Foolishly, perhaps, but it is. It's not foolish at all. It's all logical. <laughs> optimism. It's all logical, right man. Um, we will be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock. We're going to dive into uh, Vooch a little bit deeper. Some of uh, his thoughts from the exit interview Saturday because we only just scratched the surface of those. And uh, Will, I know you wanted to sort of 
try to redefine or at least revisit the Vooch trade and how we should look at it now, depending on if he stays or if he Ooh. goes offseason. So we'll do that. Um, <laughs> Damn. And uh, that'll be tomorrow's <laughs> show at 4 o'clock Chicago time. Until then, you can follow our guy, uh, Daddy Joey, over here at Joey Spathis. <laughs> <laughs> will the Goat is the Will underscore Gottlieb. He's Will 10K. Oh. Big Dave. Bow. BAWL Sports. <laughs> uh, I am Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore Bulls. This yeah. has been the Chicago CHO Bulls Pod brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code CHO at sign up. Uh, until then, thanks for watching. MJ's the Goat. Shout out to our friend Lamorne Morris. You know it. You know it. MJ's the goat. You That's a flex. Our Peace. friend Lamorne Morris. He is. <laughs> <Flex>. <laughs> awesome. Guy. See you, Rebby. Good peace.